Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by Ben in New York and AJ in Idaho, spanning the country, bringing you the latest and greatest of your favorite voice assistant and ours, Amazon's Alexa. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pass it over to Ben. You got any news for this week? Um. It was a rough week, guys. It's still a rough week. It's you all, know? yeah, definitely. I know, you know what we're talking about. It, it's wild. I mean, I, I like to think that we are bringing an equal amount of electoral votes on this uh, podcast, but it's, it's who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So it's been a rough Google week. Google says that, uh, th- that the uh, number of searches for uh, liquor stores and coffee is beat all the records of ever. You know, it's interesting. I thought I would think the beginning of like the COVID outbreak would have been that because I know uh, I can't I can't, I'll speak for myself. There were some days there were some days there here in New York City uh, with quarantine <laughs> couple visits and, uh, you know, you have alcohol delivery here. So that's a, that's a that's a fun feature. Maybe we could write a create a skill for that uh, going forward. I think that'd be really great. Alexa, are you 20 years of age? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it, takes back, it takes me back to those movies where like, you know, the high school kids are trying to pay the guy to buy him beer or something like that. You know, it'd be like, Alexa, <laughs> deliver me some beer. Okay. So there is there is an app, and I gotta look this up to see if it's on the skill store, but there is an app called Drizzly. I don't know if you you two are familiar with it, but that is booze uh-huh. delivery, not to get on the app side of things, but I'm curious to see if they have a skill. Maybe we do a review of that sometime because uh I could drunk uncle the shit out of that that app if, if I wanted to. <laughs> so AJ, do you do you got any news for this week? Yeah, I you know what I I uh I noticed uh, I thought this was great. This is kind of along the lines of when we were speaking to Joan Palmador Bajorek. Love that. mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it it was reported three days ago uh in BBC News that there's an algorithm that was developed that can spot the quote COVID cough. Uh, and the AI is able to differentiate a cough, hmm. um, and without even, uh, knowing, um, a person, but the success rate was 98.5%, meaning it's listening to human coughs and it can listen to anybody, a stranger and correctly deduce, um, with a 98% accuracy. Uh, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Computers, they are amazing. Where, yeah. I mean, where's Dr. Terry when you need him? To like validate all this asymptomatic <laughs> carriers, right? People who are asymptomatic carriers, so they don't have symptoms. So how else are you going to tell without a test? So it's really fantastic. That's really fantastic. I, Real, I, uh, I mean, not invasive at all. It's just listening. Yeah, and it, I get it, but you know, like the whole coughing thing—that's kind of wild, man. That just blows my mind. You well, know, Alexa developers don't have access to the actual recordings, so. Mm-hmm we might keep an eye out to see if Amazon decides that they want to, they might open up, you know, just the way that they enhanced her ability to listen for broken glass or a fire. Along mm-hmm. with off. Maybe they'll open it up. Who knows? Well, that, perfect let me plan. ask you, AJ, that, that all those were like, I guess uh database to pair against is, is that's on the Amazon side. They, they own, they own those. Um, I guess who, who created that? I'm just curious. Say again? Who created who created the skill? I'm just super curious about it. It's it's not a skill. It was an algorithm oh. um, published uh, by an MIT scientist, Brian Subirana, ah. in the IEEE Journal of Engineering in Medicine and Biology, and it was um, an experiment in using artificial intelligence algorithms. Gotcha. Yeah, well, they did this. This is this is voice esque related, not specifically related to. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm still not, sorry, sorry. I'm still stuck on alcohol delivery, but I apologize. Yeah, not now. not generally <laughs> related to my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, with that being said, it is a new month, and we have a new sponsor. And our new sponsor is uh, bring them up on the big screen here so everybody can see. Lima. Ah! So he's happy. <laughs> join Super. the conspiracy. So here's the thing with Lemur, right? You might think to yourself, join the conspiracy. Are they tinfoil hatting? What's going on here? No, actually, a group of lemurs, let's say you have a whole bunch of them, they are called, for some strange reason, a conspiracy. So 
Lemur is a social audio platform. So what does that mean? That means that their goal is in between your um, podcasts, you hop on Lemur and you upload stuff. You talk to your you talk to your guests. You talk to your fans. You start uh, interjecting, and all the replies, most of them, I mean, you can t- type, are all done through uh, voice responses. And it helps you get closer with your audience and allows them to hear you directly answer questions. It's a great thing. I'm happy to have them sponsoring this show um, for the month of November. We've got a swag bag coming. I can't wait to put some of that stuff on. And uh, Ben and AJ, what do you guys think about that? Lemur.ie, check it out, get the app, and create a username, and then just listen to some some topics. Go search out for some topics and jump in on the conversation when you find something you're interested in. I can't yeah. lie. It is, it is super addictive, like in a cool way. And you're getting to meet a lot of really um, interesting people. So, you know, on Twitter and all these other social media platforms, you don't really get to hear their voice, like some, well, sometimes through video and, and whatnot, I guess on IG, but this seems way more intimate to me. And you really can kind of connect with people, I think in a much deeper way, because thoughts are deeper and you're, you have to like really kind of gather your thoughts to be able to put it out there. And it, I, I, I really, really love being on the platform. And Shane, I, I owe you a cast back. Sorry, man. You gave me a shout out and uh, <laughs> I, I, I owe you a cast, but I, I really apologize. Uh, it's been a crazy week. And look at this guy. He's happy as hell. Hey, is that Mr. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Mor- Morphing, Morph, suit uh, man. Morph suit man. Is that, is that what he really looks like? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyhow, uh, moving on. Another thing that we have for... Uh, for um news and i don't even understand why i took it off the big screen just to flip the tab uh we have our contest for november which is for an echo auto so if you want a free echo auto the only thing you have to do is click on the link in this in the description come on over check out our youtube channel yes uh we are at 785 subs we're shooting for a thousand by june 1st if you could help us out and stay subscribed. I mean, I know you don't really have to, but I mean, what's it going to hurt? I mean, come on. And uh, I've got to be honest with you. I took a little road trip this week and I loved having this in my car. Um, I was able to actually play games uh, while I was driving down the road. And that brings me into my next thing, which is a skill called keeping up, which is kind of similar to a skill that we had talked about called uh what was the name of that skill? Farm Tycoon. Farm Tycoon. Farm mm-hmm. Tycoon. But keeping up is more of like a um, a skill for like... Kind of like The Sims? Kind of like The Sims. You got to keep your wealth low, low to a certain point, and you got to keep your, what was it, wealth? Yeah, above and, a certain point, below a certain point, and you got to keep yep, your happiness and, above a certain point or below a certain point. Yep, and you've got to make those decisions, and... I really enjoyed it because there were some questions in there. You're like, you know, for maybe about 40%, 40 to 50% of the questions, you can kind of figure out where they want you to go. Like, oh, okay, if I do this, this is definitely going to affect my wealth or it's definitely going to affect my happiness. But for the other ones, you're kind of like, what the hell do they want me to do? So you pick one. Yeah, you you pick one and it has like the, the opposite effect. So I would suggest everybody going and checking out, keeping, uh, keeping up. Uh, I know you Ben is too wealthy or too happy because what happens is your neighbors get jealous and they start spreading rumors. About you. <laughs> much yeah, like real funny. life, much like real life. It's funny. Did you see what AJ was wearing? Or how much, how much his shoes cost? And it's like, oh, no, yeah. dear Lord. he got that new Ferrari. What? What? So it does up have, in the Lambo. AJ's got the Rari. It does have three <laughs> reviews, and uh, one of the reviews, one of the written reviews, is by a good-looking sailor who says uh, that he really liked the skill, liked the sound effects, visual animations, and uh, it saved progress from one session to another. And the other thing I liked about it, it's all yes or no. So there's none of this like I'd take the cat, I, I would, I'd take the trash out. You know, nice. it's none of that. It's none of that BS. It's like. Yeah, I, I'd do that. Or no, uh, no, I, I wouldn't do that. And, you know, like there was like a whole scene where me at like I was at like a poker game 
And then the, my neighbor, my buddy kept on saying, Hey, do you want in on this real estate deal? And then I ended up going to this house that was haunted. And I don't know. It, it, I probably made it through about 25 rounds. AJ, what, what did you think? What was some of your weirdest moments? I got to a, a 15 uh, streak, I guess. And then um, I made a good decision about uh, enhancing the AI on our website. And then I lost because, yeah, because I, he said it said that my uh, neighbors got jealous and then they started rumors about me and I, my wife decided to leave me. What? Yeah, but I did get a 14 or 15 uh, streak, meaning I guess I made the right decision 14 times in a row. You like almost made it to Oregon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the payoff is at the end. I don't know. Do you just you just die a happy death? But uh, well, that was that was the other thing. I was playing. <laughs> I was playing Void Warper, which I know that we talked about previously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I was I was playing that game in the car, and I would make it, and I would keep mental notes. I'm like, okay. Next time I'm going left. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I go left. Trail. <laughs> yeah. I did just like mental breadcrumb trail and I make it all the way to earth. And no matter what like choice I made, I wasn't able to like, uh, get to get to earth. Like I'd always die or something would happen. And I don't know. It was kind of frustrating because it, it sets you all the way back at the beginning. If you die in void warper, you go all the way back to the beginning and it's a pain in the ass. So there you go. So yeah, he um, needs to be able to win. So he needs uh he needs some clues or he needs to be able to swim. Yeah. I it's just me. That's the kind of guy I am, you know. Mm -hmm. um, CP, CPO Sparky over there. Come on, man. That's exactly right. Sail in the ocean blue. <laughs> and if you need to know who that is, you just go ahead and uh Google that. And you'll, you'll know exactly, especially if you're my friends, uh, you'll be like, yep, yep. That's Nick. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Alexa beyond challenge, uh, beyond voice challenge. And I, you know, it was funny. I talked to the guy that created, um, uh, journey 3000 Christian. And he was telling me, he's like, Hey man, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you, you probably need to get a, uh, a better looking video uh, on for your demo. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, so I took his advice and I, I redid uh, a video, like how I do the skill previews and I uploaded it. And um, um, I went ahead and, uh, and did that. And, you know, the skill historical voices, the one that I put in there for entry is actually kind of taken off and it, it gets on average, it gets about a thousand interactions a day, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty thankful for. And it's still at the top of the charts. So hopefully somebody, somebody out there at Amazon's looking at it and saying, Hey, you know, this isn't half bad. Um, if you want to enter Alexa beyond yep. com. Yep. And, Go on uh, over there and sign up. 5 p.m. Eastern time, November 17th, 12 more days. Mm -hmm. And you can even motion enable your skills with the motion sensing API. Yep. 97,000 in prizes, grand prize, 20,000 US dollars, and the Alexa Skill Challenge trophy and a blog post featuring the winning skills. And then uh, the top 10 finalists, 5,000 bucks. Hey, yeah. just do me a favor. Do not enter education and resources or education and reference because that's, that's my category. $2,000 uh, <laughs> yeah. prize and a $50 Amazon e-gift card for cool. participation prizes, $300. You that. know, yeah. let me tell you something. Nice. I, I don't necessarily agree with participation trophies, but I do agree with them if they are Amazon e-gift cards. I was going to say, if there's a little bit of cashola behind it, those <laughs> those those little extra ribbons feel a lot lot better. I got to say, I, drink skill category. So that's uh, you know that opens it hey, up to yeah. I, I got you. Got to give it up to uh, Brendan and Cassie and all, everyone over at Dev Post. They they don't play around. This is the, I mean they they just put out like these competitions are great. They are great and they're fun and people can enjoy it. And again, those participation ribbons. They don't sting as bad on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I No, but I went ahead. I redesigned a good bit of it because I wanted to give people an ability to uh, to have like a like a touch user face UI as far as like whenever they select somebody in order to either have a, another random voice or view their achievements or um, what was the other thing? Um, 
and just go back to the main menu because you'd have to say with your voice, go back to the main menu. Maybe you're in that mode where you want to like click the button and yeah. do all that stuff. So I wanted to make it fully, fully multimodal, as they say on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, requirements are build or update mm-hmm. or update. So if you already have a skill, build or update and publish the Alexa skill that uses APL for audio beta motion mm-hmm. sensing API or the Alexa web API for games to add rich audio visuals or motion to your experience must incorporate at least one of the four features. Mm-hmm. Yep. So skills using a display template are not eligible. You got to do something unique. Display. Te- uh, oh, display template. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's mm-hmm. the other option besides APL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to bring on our guest for tonight. Oh yeah. I am excited to have him on. Um, he is Al Longoria and he is from Texas. He is a renowned dog trainer and he has two skills on the skill store. One is called Al the dog trainer. And the other one is called Al's dog training tips, which is a flash briefing that gets put out, uh, every day. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Al. Al, welcome to Voice Spark Live. Thanks for joining hey, us. Al. Hey guys, how are y'all? It's nice to see y'all. Good. How are you? I am you doing, doing really well. Thank you. So, Al, um, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show is the fact that what you're doing with the Amazon Alexa platform and expanding your brand is phenomenal. And we're trying to capitalize on people who are um, taking, taking advantage of that and making it part of their, a part of their entire business model. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so again, thanks for coming on. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and fire the first question over to AJ. AJ, go. Yeah. Uh, w- uh, first of all, what's, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and then, um, you know, what led up to the creation of your skill? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, I've been a dog trainer for, God, I want to say, well, I started training dogs about 15 years ago, which means I went and bought a dog and said, hey, what can I teach this dog to do? Mm. Uh, About a decade ago, uh, the economy had kind of tanked here in Houston, and I was having a a tough time getting a job. Mm. And I just decided that I really enjoyed training dogs, and I really enjoyed coaching people. And I've now turned that into, you know, into a full-time job where I'm seeing clients all over the Houston area. It's just really been a wonderful thing. And so, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. You had a second part to the question though, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. And, but man, just, yeah, love training dogs and helping people. Right. And then what uh, was the first uh, inklings of an idea when you saw voice and said, you know, it was really interesting because I I still remember that day. It was actually it was a pretty significant day a couple of years ago. I was in the shower and just out of the blue, just came this idea about how I could try to help as many people as I possibly could. And you know, there was a lot of thoughts. There was voice. There was you know stuff on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, and and then also the other stuff I'm involved in, which is virtual reality. And I said, okay, this is what I need to do. So immediately. Immediately, like that day, I started looking for uh, for people that could help me, like Nick, that could help me begin to bring that to pass. Because I thought, like, man, it would just be great if every person that wanted to understand how to train a dog, that they could be there, ask me, and I could actually answer for them. And it wouldn't cost them a thing. You know, I just mm-hmm. kind of feel that nobody, nobody should have to pay for the, the information to understand the process of training a dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that you still don't need professional dog trainers, but that does mean that if you want to understand, like, how do you associate a voice command and get a dog to actually sit or to come or or to do any of those things, that I think that that information should be readily available to you so you can start the process of improving your relationship with your dog. Because we all know, like, have, like at least I know, having a dog in my home that's trained and it listens is actually a benefit to my family. And families are really important to me. Yeah. Nice. Very respectable point of view. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's great. You know, it's interesting to see um, a lot of, uh, you know, businesses across the board, like really adopt, adopt voice. And how, how have you seen voice help your business, I guess, in the bottom line, a lot of business owners might be watching the show or, you know, how, how, how do you see voice helping you well, uh, in the immediate and also long-term too? 
You know, I, I really always look at it as a long term, but you know, but I'll speak to immediate. It, it's led to referrals. It's led to an increase in, in awareness, and it's just allowed me to be in more homes. But you know, I'll mm -hmm. be honest, and I know I, I told you guys this before we came on air. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of COVID or because of my my ability or whatever it is, but I've never been as busy as I've been right now, and I feel that each time that we're putting out a piece of content on there, if it's on on the Alexa or any other platform, it's making people aware of me. And so when people think dog trainer, they think this brand of mine, Al the dog trainer. Mm -hmm. They yep. reach out and we try to give them the best experience that, that we can possibly give them to help them enjoy their dog. But long-term, you know, uh, you know re revenue's up. And so uh, I'm not necessarily gonna say how much more we've brought down, but like, um, we're not really behind my revenue numbers from last year. So that's really mm -hmm. exciting for me to see how the, you know, despite everything that's going on in, in our country and the world with, with the pandemic, that, uh, that there's still, that there's still people that are really interested in dog training. And that if we just keep putting out this useful, meaningful content to folks that mm -hmm. it brings awareness. And so, um, we're making money, uh, yeah. but, I don't think I've ever really focused on just making money as much sure. as focused on how do we, again, going back to that, how do I help people have the best possible relationship with their dogs? And, yeah. and mm -hmm. I think that if I keep that the focus and it's just a really good thing. Yeah. And, and, you can, and I think with the, the developer. Oh, so mm -hmm. I, yeah. So what I, what I did honestly is I'm kind of like, I kind of love supporting local businesses. So I, I jumped on Google like everybody else is to look, <laughs> find stuff. And I, I think I, I typed in, uh, I think I typed in Alexa developer, Texas. And I ended up finding uh, the company that uh, I guess Nick, Nick was working for is working for. And uh, then we got together and we started develop developing the skills. The flash briefing came along right away. Uh, and then we had the custom skill, but in the beginning, all it was, was just crowdsourcing. It was just a way for people to ask questions, mm -hmm. but they weren't getting a response. So I really didn't like that it was, it was really tanking in the reviews because there wasn't any benefit to anybody. But what we were doing in that process is we were getting the questions that we saw people were asking over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then from that, I started to create content to begin to bring those people value to understand how to do that. So then with at the beginning of, was it this year, Nick, or the end of last year? I think it was, I think, yeah, I think it was towards the end of last year, maybe the beginning. It was somewhere around there. It, it all gets hazy once, once COVID happens, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, it, it was a while ago and uh, Al came to me and said, Hey, I think we're ready for a V2. Yeah, and uh, we were able to uh, to make that happen. Yeah, and there's some challenges, you know, in, in version two with the, with the platform. And I've got I've got a part time employee that that's their dedicated job is to helping me to do that. I've actually got two people that. Uh, so I've created two part time jobs nice. with the Alexa skill, uh, and so like kind of what's happening with with the skill right now is when a user when a user asks a question, if we've never heard if we've never heard the way that they've asked for that question, then we get, we get that. Now it's not the complete word that they're saying. It's what, it's what Alexa is willing to give to us, which honestly I wish was a little bit better, but it's good enough. So then we take that, we try to, we try to decipher it to the best of our ability. And then I create content. So then, so tech, you know, what you might see is that person would come back, ask the question again, and the answer would be there. But yep. the biggest challenge for us has been that, like, if somebody asks, how do I potty train my dog? But then somebody else comes along and said, how do I teach my dog to use the restroom outside? Well, both of those should get the same piece of content, but we have to associate mm -hmm. the phrases. And if they stutter or they do this, we have to kind of put all that into the custom skill. And so that's the, that's the part that the employees are helping me to kind of use their human intelligence to say, like, hey, I think they were saying this. And then Nick put in a feedback mechanism that helps us to know if that particular piece of content is useful or not. It doesn't tell us the problem, but we can kind of flag things that are like, hey, this is really getting downvoted quite a bit. Or like, hey, that piece of content is red hot. Keep yeah. that going and, you know, maybe associate more things to it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I wanted to, uh, <clears throat> to bring up on the big screen here. 
is uh, you've gotten 145 reviews on the custom skill, and which I think is phenomenal because it kind of, I think it kind of puts you in that minority of a good premium skill. And I got to be honest with you, Al, there have been times whenever I would go on the main screen and I would see Al the dog trainer pop up and not in the recently used skill section. I mean, like the, the featured section. And for me, I was like, wow, this is a, you know, this is, it's providing some benefit. And for you to create that brand or that persona of Al the dog trainer, you've essentially became the embodiment of that on the Amazon Alexa platform. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there. Uh, I don't think that there's any other dog trainer on the planet that has something like this right now. And so, yeah, I just saw the opportunity again to that there was all these voice activated devices in people's home, and they were, you know, people struggle with their dogs in their homes, and I thought it was just a great way to be able to connect with them for free that they could get some help. And so, thanks to you, Manta. To putting this together and so but you know i look at the screen right now and there's a part of me i see i have three and a half stars and i'm doing everything i can to fill up that last <laughs> star because i i can live with four but 3.5 i think 3.5 is just too much yeah well, <laughs> well so, you know what i found to be so interesting though and and <laughs> what i thought was cool about the review section here is that you were the only i would say you're probably in the one of the only people that i've ever known to have a skill that actually had people post their custom images of their dogs to it. Yeah. So this is them like using the skill or hanging out with their animals. Like, I mean, that is really cool. And again, fantastic skill, easy to mm -hmm. use, convenient, informative, blah, 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 blah. It's awesome. Hey, look at that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and go ahead. No, go ahead, Al. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, hey, if you're watching this right now and, you know, you need help with your dog, I think the skill is a fantastic way to go. You know, we really try to try to put a lot into it. But, you know, one of the things that I'm super passionate about, about helping my clients and anybody with a dog is forming their own personal daily dog training habit. You know, having that habit where you're actually working with your dog on a, on a daily basis, you know, God only knows how good you could get if you just practice every day. So, Nick, I'm mm -hmm. so glad that you brought up Al's dog training tips. Because I feel that the flash briefing is really, for me, it's the thing on Alexa that I like the most because uh -huh. it's my kind of daily encouragement to, to, to everyone uh, who has a dog about the things that I'm dealing with or things maybe that you hadn't thought about or maybe a specific how-to that you can be a part of a community of people that are listening to this. I, I'm not sure how many people are listening, but we're getting messages from folks and you know in, in new england and california i've gotten some from hawaii just all over the country folks are sending us messages and then if you have a question and you actually end up sending it to me through the text message line that i feel on there i actually answer those questions and so i just feel that the flash briefing is such a great way to create a community of people that are passionate about their dogs that they want them to be well behaved but they also want them to be very happy and so the dog training tips is the best way on your Alexa uh, enabled device to really engage with me on a daily, on a daily basis. Yeah. And you can get this, you can get the, uh, the flash briefing um, in all five English speaking regions. It's out there in all five English speaking regions. So if you're, if you're in Canada, if you're in the UK, if you're in Australia or India, you can go ahead and actually enable that one as well. Now the custom skill is only currently available in um, Canada and the U S but again, try it out. They're both great, good, high quality skills. They really are. Um, Al, one of the things I wanted to bounce over to, uh, real quick yeah. is your website. So you got two websites, you got Longoria house dog training. I do. Yeah. And so this is more or less like, Hey, if you want me to come out to your house, and help you out, or you want to schedule some private lessons, here I am. But the other, the other website you have, which I love this, is, liter is literally Al the dog trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're, it's, uh, you know, I've made it, I made it my, my own. Well, I made it myself, so it's not very good, but I just put some things on there that I thought would be really use, useful. Like there on the top, I thought that it would be I thought it would be easier if folks could have a guide on how to use the custom skill because sometimes mm -hmm. 
communicating these voice these voice skills is not yeah. always as intuitive as the designers and you know and, and us the content creators would want it to be so i kind of wanted to give folks just a really kind of easy step-by-step -step way to ask some questions and understand how it works just again to get in the practice of asking questions through your voice enabled device and we've tried to next in a, a fantastic job of making it as intuitive as possible but you're still speaking to a speaker and so it'd be nice to kind of have a guide there so you can watch that and then you know down below as you scroll down you i've also produced a uh, produced a youtube video that you can kind of see how i go through the process of asking questions and you can see how that how that works but it's i think it's a fantastic skill because there's i, I there's literally like there's hundreds, if not a thousand answers on there that anybody could ask. So they could be as specific as how do you potty train your dog or, hey, how do you deal with dog aggression? And so there's all these questions between th that you can ask and it's free to anybody, uh, to anybody that has access to the skill. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to, uh, have that sort of like uh, brand separation different from just Longoria house dog training and, and now the dog trainer. Uh, one of the things that I was really surprised about was, you know, reading your about us. Okay. Or about your story. Yeah. And I think there's um, a link there. I just saw that today. So I was really sad. But I have a new website coming out in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to overhaul this one, but uh, mm -hmm. in the middle of that. So I'm really excited, but anyway, keep going, Nick. Sorry, man. So what, one of the things that really struck me was the fact that your dog actually gave, uh, gave their life in order to save your family. And, yeah. and I think I think what you're doing is just an excellent way of giving back. And I don't know if you want to shed a little bit of light on that story, but I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, so so it wasn't technically it wasn't technically my dog. Um, so I had lived. Uh, my mom and I and my brother had lived with my aunt um, in a town really close to where I live right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was very young, so I, I'm, I'm going to get some of the details wrong. But here's what I do know, that somebody got onto the property. Cappy, uh, who's a, who was a German shepherd, um, actually bit the person that was trying to come onto the property to, to, to rob the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy did get away, but nothing, nothing was, was stolen. But unfortunately, Cappy was stabbed. And that, and it was a few days later that he ended up passing away. And that, and just really that moment, like I remember that, like as a kid, playing with that dog, and how how amazing of a creature and how gentle that he was. And it, and I think that's that's really the point where I fell in love with the German Shepherd man. It's just God. It's such an incredible creature. It's very intelligent, very loyal. And man, they just don't live long enough for my liking. But you know, that's if, if I could complain about anything, it's that. But man, what a what a great breed. Um, but yeah, but that was really my first real memory of a German Shepherd dog. And man, it's just anyway, it's just really meaningful to me that he gave his life sacrificing. And I think that's I think I'm trying to do the same. I'm trying to sacrifice. Definitely, Al. You know what you're doing is you're taking that. You're sort of repaying that kindness. Well, man. Yep. You know? And, oh, well, and you know, even more species by enhancing, giving people the tools for free and a lot of to yeah. improve their relationship and increase the bond between people and their pet. And uh, that's so fantastic. It's like a reciprocal. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, yeah, man. I really, I really appreciate that, man. So we just, uh, we love the, I love the animals, man, so much. It's, uh, it's tough losing them, man. But having a dog, it's been, uh, it's been one of the highlights of my life. And so, uh, you can, you can probably see back my there. dog <laughs> yeah. yep. back there. So, uh, just super, super loyal animal. And so, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't be more blessed with, with the animals that I have. That's great. So Al, this is going to be a, a silly question, but have you ever had like a dog that you were training or maybe a human that you were training to at the same time? Cause it's two way, right? right yeah. just like the, the, this guy just doesn't get it. Like, oh, gosh, <laughs> like <laughs> have you ever had, yeah, had that experience? You know, Cause we're all wired differently, man. And so right. like for me as, as a professional dog trainer, you know, one of the things that I've got to, I got to bring to the table each and every time I'm in front of my client is, uh, as much patience as I can muster, as much right. knowledge as I can possibly deploy, and then also just helping them to become everything that they could be. I, I know those are kind of grandiose things, but like, 
I think that's what it takes is it, you have to be patient with people and you have to be patient with dogs. But because I have experience, I know when to act quickly mm -hmm. and I know when to say, okay, look, just take it easy for a second. Let's let this right. process work out because this is how it goes. And so, but to, to answer your question, like, yeah, man, you know, we, I, 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 the struggle for real for me is the people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the people because, you know, humans, we want to do things a, a particular way. We mm -hmm. want to engage with our species the way that we do. And when you're, when you're trying to communicate to a dog, it's a different species. Right. And so you can't necessarily treat them the same way. So really when I'm, when I'm coming into a family, my focus is on educating the humans. And there's a lot of ways that I do that. First, I want to model for them what it actually looks like to train a dog. And then what I want to do, and this may sound weird, but I want them to mess up because when they mess up and I'm there, then I can help them through that right. and they can begin to understand how not to make that same mistake. But on the other side of that is then teaching those folks good techniques and then the nuanced technique of training that specific dog. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and, and Yeah, go ahead, man. I was going to say, I think you bring up a great point. You know, you're not going to, I've always said that you're going to go, you're going to learn twice as much from whenever you make a mistake than from you hitting out of the, you hitting it out of the park on the first try. And uh, I think it's a, uh, that's a good philosophy. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my, I tell my clients and I make them repeat it. I want my dog to make mistakes because a lot of people ask, do you want your dog to make a mistake? And everybody's like, no, we don't want mistakes. I'm like, no, you sure do. I'm like, because this is your opportunity to clarify to your dog that look, you know, we're not mad at you, but this thing that you're doing doesn't get you the reward that you're, that you're seeking. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And then as we go through that process, but then like, again, on the flip side, showing them good technique, and helping them to understand like, this is how your dog is wanting to be communicated to. And this is how you can empower your voice to be you know, like, obviously this is a, we're on a podcast for voice, but teaching people how to use their voice in a way that uses the intelligence of the animal to learn what their voice actually means. Cause humans, we just want to talk and the dog mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily process sound the same way that we do. But anyway, I'm kind of ranting a little no, bit. Yeah, no, yeah, it's funny. Um, I was thinking no, there that, do you see, it's kind of, there's a commonality between developing for voice and mm -hmm. communicating with another creature, another species. One is that there's a difference between your intent and your utterance. Oh man, isn't that the truth? Yeah, so in the dog world, that's your nonverbal forms of communication and your verbal forms of communication. Humans uh -huh. prioritize verbals and dogs prioritize nonverbals. But what the human wants to do is they want to move the verbals to be a higher priority than the yep. nonverbals. And so teaching the people the process, how you develop the dog to understand the voice is part of one of the things that I'm constantly teaching. Like, don't repeat yourself. And, you know, helping the dog to actually process the meaning of that word. Do yep. uh, do uh, pets, uh, do dogs um, tune out if you repeat yourself too much? Do they tune oh, out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's noise, man. So People are like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, as far as I can tell, humans and dogs will, will tune out noise. And so there's a thing in dog training called learned irrelevance. And that happens to people that talk too much. Like if yep. you use a leash the dog can learn that the leash is an irrelevant piece of information because it's always tight. So what people have to learn to do with their voice and their leash is to turn it on, create the thing that they want, and then turn it off. Yeah. Because they both work the same way, turning it on, creating, turning it off, turning it on, creating, turning it off. It's a, it's a rhythm. And so as you're, as you're synchronizing this rhythm of nonverbals and verbals, the dog can build the association and know what the target is. And then they can manifest it. And then you can increase the frequency by rewarding the dog in a way that they actually care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Is there, is there a, there's obviously a, with a, a artificial intelligence with Alexa, the AI handles the load of, um, the variability in an utterance. So an utterance, you know, if you're like, uh, show, what movies are playing or 
Alexa, what movies are playing? So the AI yeah. handles that. So there's like a delivery, like a inflection and assertiveness and all these qualities to an utterance. So an utterance might be just like the words themselves, but all the quality and the assertiveness and that that's got to be an extra, um, that's something that we don't deal with as a developers. The AI takes care of that. That's what the AI does. But with uh, with training an animal, it sounds like you're saying that you have to learn how to uh, perform your speech that's relevant to the dog, despite what you say. Isn't that right? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. Like, for example, like, you know, one thing I'm constantly coaching people on, especially pet owners, is the ability to calm their dog. So uh -huh. look, I could say, good dog. I could also say, good dog. And I could also say, good dog. Like, so there's all these different ways I could say it. And it's funny because when you're trying to calm a dog, and if you're saying, "Hey, what a good dog you are, good dog," yeah. it doesn't work. But if you're, but if you're good dog, very good dog. If you're doing that, then the animal can understand it because they're not listening to good dog; they're listening right. to the tone, the undertones. Mm -hmm. and, and then, are you petting them like this? Are you petting them like this? You know, all those things are kind of helping the animal understand the nuance that's in your voice. And so, yeah, you know, they have a brain; they're figuring that out, but they kind of understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think it's really interesting, you know, how, how the balance is between voice and voice technology and developing and the actual, you know, the dog training side of the house, you know, that's kind of interesting how we were able to, to mold those two together. So um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up real quick was the fact that both you and AJ are sound snobs and, uh, as I like to say it. And um, so you guys got a little bit of beef with uh, with the way some of the things are set up. I was wondering if we could get into that and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. AJ, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's just a um, it has to do with the way that uh, the Alexa platform puts these strict limitations, um, actually saying that you must have. So it sets a, a a lower minimum threshold that's very high for flash briefings saying that my flash briefings have to be 320 kilobits per uh per second uh you know mp3 files and that's that's equivalent of like a cd quality mm. whereas when you're um trying to use that same audio during a custom skill it has to be shrunk down from 320 kilobits per second all the way down to only 48 kilobits per second yep. for use in the ssml audio and that's always been peculiar to me because that means that the, let's say, skill that I'm working on for a client where it's the same content going to the flash briefing as it is going to the custom skill that I can't use SSML. Otherwise, I have to decode. I have to really reduce the audio quality. Of course, I can always use the audio player directive, but it's not. The audio player directive is a totally different uh, system than just responding with Alexa saying, well, here you go, and then playing audio and then finishing the sentence. SSML mm -hmm. is much more flexible and handy, and uh, it's more, uh, I think, more conducive to more use cases that people don't think of as, as, as the audio is different. The audio you're thinking of, you have to keep considerations like fast forward, rewind, start over, stop, play, where that's not necessarily conversational, or the SSML is more conversational, but there's this limit. And the strange thing is to have a limit to say you can't go below 320 kilobits or you are not compatible. And another one we're saying you can't go above such a low fraction of that. It's on the same hardware. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's, it's really kind of, it really kind of astounded me because when I started looking into that, I was like, why in the world is the quality for, for the custom skills so low? And, and think about the way that I we have the custom skill branded. It's Al the dog trainer. It's my voice. This right now, this is my this is my voice. I have a nice microphone, and I think that when people engage with me on the skill, that I want them to actually feel immersed by my presence in the room coming from the speaker. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure why they why Amazon has decided that the quality needed to be that. Because man, most people, most people that have a voice device, at least it's been my, it, it's been my experience, have fast internet, and it's going to mm -hmm. be able to deliver. It's going to be able to deliver this audio file very rapidly to them. So I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know if it's a download issue or what. What ends up happening is that when you reduce the uh, the encoding quality of your audio to 48 kilobits per second, what that first of all means, just a little tip out there. 
you need to make your audio mono because the 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 encoding algorithm is saying okay i have a hard limit of just this low amount so when you're trying to do stereo that makes the encoder reduce the quality much more than if you just go mono mm. so you can increase the quality of your 48 kilobit encoded mp3 by going mono straight off the bat you can increase the quality yeah thanks for i think that's really important what you just said because i have a feeling that i've been recording my audio in stereo yeah I have a feeling so you're going to get double the quality frequency wise, meaning it's going to sound more bright and more natural frequency wise ah. just by going to mono. And that, and that never really got explained very well in the documentation. It's never really explained. And then the other thing is a lot of folks are really trying really hard to make their audio sound consistent. So there isn't a drop down when Alexa's speaking and then their audio plays. And having that uh, criteria, that limitation makes it adds an extra level of, of, of ambiguity and uh, confounding nature to getting a successful match. So that's, that's something that's been on my mind and some other folks' uh, minds, and I hope we find a resolution to that and we can at least understand what those uh, criteria are. Why well, they're I, there. I, I think they just need to raise the quality, quite, to be quite honest with you. It's a voice platform, yeah. and, and if, if they believe that sound is important, then let us have high-quality sound, at least CD quality. Like, we have... Anyway, there's sound to be on CD quality. It should be at least not not what it current not what it currently is. Uh, yeah, and so, um, but you know, I think it's still valuable at the end of the day because if uh, I've noticed that even if, when there's high quality high quality audio, if the content that's in that audio right is not any good, then people don't listen. But if it is good, then people don't mind if the quality is off a little bit. But it would make it so much easier, folks could enjoy great content with high quality audio paired together. Yeah. And what ends up yeah. happening when you're lowering the kilobits per second is that the there's a lot more data in the higher frequencies, like where your S's are and the sound that comes from your nose, like two kilohertz. So if you go to mono, what's going to happen is the amount of information is going to survive the MP3 coding because the way the MP3 coding works is by throwing out frequencies that they just presume that the human ear wouldn't hear mm -hmm. anyway. So if you go into mono, provided your audio can handle that, because some audio, the stereo audio or ambiences can't handle that very well. But if you're just using the voice, collapsing it to mono before you encode it is going to allow the encoder to put more high frequency detail and throw out less of yeah, the that's sound a great, content. That's a great tip, man. I, did, I didn't know that. But yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. Maybe, maybe you just improved our custom skill. <laughs> Right there. So we're going to do that now for sure. Pays to be a sound snob. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, yep. I'm gonna, I, I may actually go back because I just recorded the content for the flash briefing. I think I'm going to go look at the file and see if it's in stereo because, or, or no, well, no, for the flash briefing, it can be in stereo. That's supposed it, to be a high quality. It yep. to be minimum. Yeah. Yep. So I oh. ended up having, uh, well, the clients end up having to have two, you know, S3 buckets. One that is the original audio that they played at radio stations, and then another. Uh, mono low quality version um and i have a client go that can't be right i'm like it is right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a little yeah that drives me crazy yeah um eight, uh ben what else you got oh uh nothing as good as that nothing as good as that. I, you asked me to follow that up oh man that was great do you think like cats could be trained ever is there any way that well, cats could ever I, be yeah where i was going was like just just human training alone <laughs> yeah some yeah, commonality can humans be trained well, yeah, well, or can we or can we skip the humans and just you know have Alexa just train the dog directly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, no, I don't want that. I, I think humans humans need to interact with their dogs, man. Because like if AI takes over our dog training, then what happens to people like me? It'll be like Astro on the uh, on the uh, going on his own dog walks on the treadmill, right? Oh yeah, in the Jetsons. In the Jetsons, yeah. <laughs> my, my only question was was the was the treadmill just for Astro? It seemed to be that way. It's like what did they do for work? And he was like, like it was it was like the treadmill was outside their house in the sky, and Astro was on. Right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, that whole thing with them being on like uh, you know like those huge beams and having the houses up high, I couldn't do that, man. I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> no guardrails either. I couldn't do that. Yep. 
No guardrails. Just the plateau. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna. I'll tell you a funny story. We went to Niagara Falls. Okay, and my wife goes, "I want to be on the highest floor we can get." And I'm like, (laughs) "Okay." I'm like, "Okay, cool, man." And I'm like, "Whatever." You know, I'll go sleep in the other room. It was like a double room, and um, (laughs) so I've got my kid, my daughter, and she's beating on the window on the 47th floor. Now, obviously, you know it's. It's a, it's a it's a hotel, yeah. And and I'm like Jill, just get the kid away from the window. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, There's no way out. It's good. It's okay. Everything's fine. I'm just like just just do me a favor. Just just get her away from the window because the whole wall was just this giant window, you know. And and I just it just freaked me out. So yes, I'm deathly afraid of heights. And that had nothing to do with voice, but it is a funny story. Yeah, that's that, that is funny. That's funny. So, Al, do you have any advice? Uh, you know, intuitively or things that you've picked up. I mean, I think about the, um, I hope that the way that people interact with their voice assistants will actually help them appreciate that if they are polite, if they, if they are polite and nice and they can learn to do that with a um, machine that hopefully it will instinctively teach people uh, to reflect on the fact that when human beings used to do that for us, we were not always nice to them. And, and in fact, throughout human history, humans have, have made the mistake of treating living beings as if they were machines or objects. And I hope that that, that voice will, uh, will teach people to be more civil to each other. And I'm curious because your, ta- your area of expertise is about how to teach people how to succeed at communicating across species and i'm wondering if there's some kinds of uh, advice or words of wisdom that you've picked up that uh you've learned that are commonalities between what works well in communicating with canines that also you see correlates to what also works well with talking to other people yeah you know it's man what a what a great question man that's a really really good question um i think about this quite a bit actually um and I'm going to distill it down to one word. And it's something that I have to keep reminding myself um, each time that I step into a home, uh, you know, when I wake up in the morning, when I'm when I put myself in front of another living, breathing creature. Um, and it's empathy, man, to imagine mm-hmm. what it's, to, to imagine what it's like to be them, because I think one of the most remarkable things that a human can do is we can imagine we can imagine that I can imagine what it's like to be my dog laying over there right now. I can put myself in your chair with your headphones right now. I can imagine all you guys. And I think that, you know, we begin to think about like, well, how could I be kind to this person? Or how could I be kind to this animal? Or how could I, how could I help them? And, and uh, you know, I, I don't have the greatest words to say here, but I think that empathy is at the core of what you want to do. You know, I'm not saying don't be, you should be sympathetic as well. Um, and sometimes I know me, I'm a dog trainer. I'm pretty assertive guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But being empathetic and knowing like, hey, they haven't been training dogs for 15 years. They've been training dogs for 15 minutes Um, and being kind in that moment and but also encouraging them for it. So empathetic and and encouraging and the melding of those two things, if as seamlessly as you can put them together, I, I think has really been a key to helping as many people as you possibly can. Whatever the platform is, you know, if you're a dog trainer, if if you're a developer, uh, if you're some kind of entrepreneur or something like that, that really listening to your employees, listening to the people around you, listening to your parents, listening to people that you maybe disagree with politically, um, you know, and imagining what it's like to be to be them because you don't really know. You don't really know what they've gone through today. And uh, and then to try to encourage each other instead of saying, well, you're just, a, you know, you're a bad dog or you're a terrible developer or you're whatever this and start calling Mm -hmm. the names, like you said. So yeah, for me, I just think that empathy is really at the core of, of being able to do that because we can, we can be empathetic, but it's, you got to work that muscle. You know, uh, people, people, the human mirror neurons are so part, much part of our mind that people can, some people can learn how to swim just by watching other humans swim. Mm -hmm. And that's innate in us. And uh, empathy Empathy is goes two ways. You can listen and observe empathetically or not, but you can also act empathetically or with mm-hmm. respect to empathy or not. So mm-hmm. I think of that too. It's you, you know, it's it's kind of like a 
a choice, you know, it's like you choose to engage in this activity. If you get some advice saying like all the way around the board, having a maintaining an empathetic state of mind is, is key to success. Yeah, man. That's it. Well. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, uh, so ben, it. final question. Yeah. So uh, we've been, we've been asking this of all of our guests um, lately. Uh, we're going to keep, keep doing this. If you have one question to put out there to the voice community, what would it be? It oh. could be anything. It could be tough or simple or, or, or whatever, but like, it's your question you want to put out there to the voice. Community. Yeah, man. That's God, oh, man. I, I, I wish I could, I wish I had thought of something, but, but let's see, let me come up with something. No wrong. I... There's, no, there's nothing wrong here, but anything, anything you think of. So, yeah. Oh man, you've got me good right now. You got me good right now. So what's the what's the good? Oh, question? Well, while he's thinking, uh, I'll point out that uh, the a flash briefing for the folks that don't know, a flash briefing is a way to get content on your Alexa device that is delivered to you when you tell Alexa, "Hey Alexa, I'm starting my day," or "Alexa, okay. what's the news?" And then you can have things like science, um, like Reuters or CNN or most of the big um, news companies have some sort of like a quick audio based, um, you know, something that they prepare especially every day. And so when you activate the flash briefing, it gets inserted in there. So like if you're taking a shower, if you're getting ready for work, you know, the first 10 minutes of your day kind of start with this audio content. And it's a really nice way to start your day, get the brain cell, the blood flowing in the brain, get yourself, you know, yep. uh, interested. And you get to select from those who provide it, such as Al, so that's the that's the um the the flash briefing and that's uh, al the title of the flash briefing is what again al's dog training tips so you would say alexa enable al's dog training tips to get uh the flash briefing and hear that every morning and then inside there there's some functionality about how to ask some questions directly to al right uh, so on Al's dog training tips, it's just the flash briefing content. Mm -hmm. Then on Al the dog trainer, that's the oh, one okay. that gives you the ability to ask me dog training questions, like if I was in the room. Okay, so then you can also say, Alexa, enable Al the dog trainer. And that's an interactive uh, skill that is different than a flash briefing. So for those of you out there who don't know, that's the difference. So Alexa, activate Al the dog trainer and Alexa, enable uh al the dog trainer tra al's dog training tips al's yeah. dog training tips thank you yeah you're welcome so i i think i came up with something um a, a few months ago i had a sign made for my room that it's the it's the first thing that i see every morning and um and the sign says do the greatest amount of good in the shortest amount of time so mm. i guess the the question that i have is what could you do today that would do the greatest amount of good in the shortest amount of time? And now that you're reflecting on that, go do that. Go do that great thing and do it with all your effort. And uh, But think about that because you have unique gifts that nobody else has. And I think if you just bring that into this world, it's going to make the world a better place. Definitely. And so... <clears throat> So being that I, uh, I know Al on a uh, personal and professional level, uh, I'm not going to give him the usual question on whether or not he subscribed to the YouTube channel because I know for a fact that he did. But my question is this, um, usage, you know, your skills, very successful. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody that wanted to increase usage on their skill? Because that's ultimately the, the you know, one of the big hangups in the voice world. You create this great skill and maybe people might use it and then maybe they might not. So uh, is there any advice or any tips that you feel that you could pass on to other people? It's going to be a really weird tip. Don't care about the numbers. Just keep doing it every day. Don't yep. give up do something that you're passionate about and it's going to take care of itself. Awesome. All right. Well, Al, if you could uh, stand by, we're going to bounce you out real quick, do the outro, uh, say okay. some nice things about you and, uh, and then we'll be back with you in a second. Thank you, Al. Bye, you guys. Thanks, Al. So that was Al the dog trainer. Pretty cool, huh? Really cool. Great guy. Yeah. So Al, um, Al is on LinkedIn. You can get them on LinkedIn and love God, love people, love dogs, hard work. 
That's his motto. Wonderful. Agree with all and then that. you can go over to uh, Lingoria House Dog Training. And then uh, if you're if you're in that it's area. It's like the actress, Ava, right? Longoria. That's yep. what we should have asked. And house mm-hmm. is German. German spelling house. H-A-U-S. Yep. So uh, with that being said, we just have one final plug for our sponsor this month. And that Lemur. is Lemur. So go ahead over and check out Lemur. Let me bring them back Lemur. up. Lemur. Ie. Yep. Look at how much fun this guy's having. I don't know I who mean, he, he is. He's he glad because he realized that his he successfully got his clothes to match the wallpaper. I know he <laughs> was successful. And I'll tell you something else. You kind of want to be, you kind of want to be on this platform because it just allows you to have that personalized connection with um, with your audience. And, and you can uh, experience something that you haven't experienced before. Social audio is its own thing. It's a special it, thing. Like the first time you tried truffles or... Think <laughs> about what happens between the podcast. That is what social audio is. Yeah. You know? Um, we had Shane on last week and uh, he was a hell of a guest. Hell of a good guy. Great yeah. company, and um, I wish them all the best. And they are our sponsor for November. Absolutely. So, with that, so with that being said, are you guys good with the outro? Let's go. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. And we are out.